Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey, it's Paul Meyerhog from the Comedy Network and Comedy Central. You're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 139-er, and we're feeling fine. For Wednesday, January 8th, 2019, welcome back, onesies. I am on the main mic, set up at my desk, ready to do an episode on Tuesday, available for Wednesday, back on time, back on track, with stories and thoughts and a heap and helping of opinions coming straight at you. I'm, uh, in case this is your first episode uh, ever listening to me, I do not always ham it up that much in the beginning, but I really do feel like the last few episodes, especially the, the, the ones that you would think with the holiday episodes, right? On television and other things, they pull out all the stops for the big seasonal ones, not me, because I got fucking sick and I'm still, still trying to come out of it. I will probably stop and, and cough a bit and uh, all sorts of other things. Um, oh, you know what? I'm going to add a little note here too about, uh, something else I'm going to talk about, but, um, I, I basically, okay. All right. So here's what I'm going to be talking about this week. I feel like last week I told you guys what my resolutions were, but I've had a few people ask me what I meant by them and not necessarily from podcasts, just in general, when I'm talking about my, my new year's resolutions. So I am going to go into my new year's resolutions, uh, <laughs> in detail, just to let you guys know what the, the goals are that I've set. Um, I was still sick. So this week I will not be uh, reviewing anything from my partners uh, at DK. I uh, just didn't spend any time reading books. Uh, I did fuck around a little bit and I will talk about that, but I've just been watching stuff on, uh, on Netflix. I find myself, you know, I, I love documentaries. I love learning. Um, <coughs> excuse me. My system is in, has been in like clear out mode for like a week now. Um, and it's not getting any better. And I'm doing all sorts of good stuff to try to make it better. Humidifiers and, and diffusers and all sorts of stuff like that. And expectorants and teas and long, hot showers. I cannot break this. Maybe it's the enemy. Maybe these are the, the, the last days of Josh Williams. But I will continue making this podcast until my dying breath. Um, so having said that, I will go into the resolutions. I will tell you guys about the uh, stuff that I've been watching. Um, and just a, a couple little minor anecdotal things in that. That'll be the episode. And then we'll ride off into the sunset and give you back uh, your day or whatever it is that you're doing ahead of time. So jumping right in, um, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm trying not to go too fast because I want to give you at least the content that you've come to expect. Remember those early episodes where I would just talk for two hours thinking the world was so interested in every last thing that was going on with me. You know, this is a process. You learn uh, how to do it and, and things grow and, and whatnot as time goes on. But, um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's get into the resolutions. So I have decided to break my, my new year's resolutions down into quarterly implementations and uh, I'm not, I'm not going to fuck them up. I'm not even giving myself like a, you know, you get like a couple strikes. I mean, if it happens accidentally, 
I'll try to forgive myself. I'm, uh, my doctor said something to me really cool. Excuse me a while back. Sorry. I'm drinking tea and whatnot. I meant to fuck. I meant to get a fucking, uh, an acid pill. My acid's burning a hole through my chest right now before I started. But, uh, but here we are. And I think, um, I got, I did a podcast with my buddy, Rory Garden has not come out and probably won't come out for a couple of weeks. Uh, just because I'm going to be doing another one this week that I want to come out this week. So, um, but anyways, poor Rory, uh, while we were recording the podcast, I had to pause several times as my phone was going off, as people were walking into the room and distracting us and asking questions and shit like that. So, um, I don't want to get into the habit of, of constantly pausing the podcast. Um, so I'm just going to let this, uh, I'm going to keep putting out the fire with the tea that I got here and then uh, I'll medicate myself with some powerful shit when I'm done the podcast. Oh, oops, sorry. Banging the handle into the fucking pop filter. Excuse me. Hmm. So, um, I'm going to try to forgive myself if I fuck up. Cause like I said, my doctor said something really cool. That was like, if you're trying to do like a healthy day and you, you know, you eat good at, at breakfast and then you have a shitty lunch when some people go, oh, well, fuck the whole you know, the whole day is gone. So I may as well just have a shitty dinner. He's like, well, it doesn't matter if you have a shitty, you know, lunch, you can still have a salad for dinner and it's still going to give you positive results. You know what I mean? So like you, you don't have to just have this constant attitude of like, oh, well, fuck it is what he said. So <clears throat> I am going to not going to make excuses. I'm just going to say that if I'm stick into this regime. If I happen to blink and I fucked up and I don't mean blink as in like turn a blind eye, I think again, all right, if you make a mistake because of old habits or maybe not thinking clearly, I'm not going to go, well, I fucked up. So the whole thing's off the rails. I'll find a way to redeem myself and continue on plowing forward. But so far seven days in, I have not fucked up. So very, uh, very happy with that so far. I'm very capable of compromising and things like that with myself, but um, not, not going to do it. This is very important to me. Um, amongst other things. So my new year's resolution this year, I'm going to stick to it as long as I can. Um, and you know, if I've got anything, any kind of pride, I'm going to dig deep and I'm just going to fucking straight up stick to it. No, no, if I can, or any of that stuff do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, <laughs> getting at with that, uh, quarter one. All right. Quarter number one. Cause I basically, I was like, I want to be vegetarian. I, this was the thought process that I had. Um, a lot of people who know me well know I have a fear of death. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, and obviously, um, for a big fat fuck, it's like, oh, you're afraid of death, but you seem to be doing everything in your power to welcome it by your poor life choices. Hey, good observation and noted. I don't disagree, but, um, <clears throat> with a lot of fears and things like that come escapes and whatnot. And, uh, tell you what food and, uh, you know, drinking and, and, you know, distractions like video games, stuff like that. Those are all, those are all escapes that I've definitely partaken of, uh, in my life and, uh, working against it. So, um, but one of the other things I noticed about that is like, yeah, so like eating, eating animal products is not good for you. Um, there's people who argue, well, you need protein. Look, let's put it this way. All right. Let's not get into all of the little nitty gritty shit. Let's just say it this way. Um, vegans are proof that you can live without eating meat. Okay. That's it. Like, like maybe you can't eat, maybe you can't live without being obnoxious and annoying and having that, like the weakest voice. I don't know why vegans have these weak voices. You know, they're like, well, you know, I don't really mind. I've been vegan for what happened to your voice. What happened to your fucking voice? You used to have a voice. And like, it's like zombies, you know, maybe they're just vegans. Anyways. Um, so, um, 
that's proof that you can live without eating meat. Here was the mindset that I had was just like, I know that, that cows get, I'm not going to get into it for too long before you start getting ready to fucking fast forward. I'm just telling you, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it long. I'm just telling you that my personal thing behind it is, um, I'm afraid of death yet. I want a bunch of other things to die, to, to go through exactly what I'm terrified of for the sake of me eating them, which will only in the end actually kind of bring me faster to death because you know, you pass diseases and stuff like that through meat. Um, and it's also not necessarily, you know, you can different sources of information, whatever, but it's not, we're not exactly designed to eat meat either. People, some people think we're carnivores because of our canines, but there's a lot of evidence that shows other shit. Either way, my personal position right now is that I know I'm capable of living without meat. Um, there's a lot of these studies that will say I will lose weight. Hey, that's something important to me. Right. And, um, I may even live longer. And I think most important to me ethically, I'm not being like the biggest type of figure, but like basically forcing my biggest fear on something else. Um, needlessly, needlessly. All right. Listen, I will fuck up a five guys burger. Absolutely delicious. You know, bacon and eggs and all that stuff. Like there's meat is amazing, but it's not necessary. Right. Alcohol is amazing. Not necessary. You know, there's just varying degrees, but, um, I think as, as human beings, we're very, very good at, uh, convincing ourselves that we need things that we just really want. You know what I mean? <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with wanting something. I've said this before, but just own the fact that you want it. When people start to make arguments for why they need something that they just really want, that's when I, that's, that's when I fucking, I call them on their bullshit. It's like parents, right? People who want to have kids. Listen, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have kids, but don't, there's people who will be like, no, I need to have children. Like I was put on this earth. No, you weren't, you know, instinctually we we're, you know, we're made to, to breed just like everything else, you know, continue on. But in terms of a need, you need food, you need air, you need shelter. That's what you need. You don't need to have kids. If you say I need to have kids, you're no, you want to, and you're, you're deluding yourself into thinking it's a need. It's not, um, right. Just like you don't need to drink, but Hey, I got a nice scotch collection or whiskey collection here that I, I enjoy partaking in. It's certainly not a need. Um, <laughs> it's more detrimental than anything. And guess what? Um, I think it's pretty obvious. I think it's pretty obvious. If you have a really hard time with it, then that's on you, but it's pretty obvious. We don't need to eat meat. We want to, why? Cause it fucking tastes better no argument. I would fuck up any meat on the planet before I would be excited to eat a salad, but it's going to kill me. In fact, some of the stuff I'll talk about a little bit later on, um, interestingly enough, um, talks directly about that. It's, uh, it's fascinating. Anyways, blah, 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 blah. Point being is I'm getting back to my resolutions, which is uh, my overall resolution is I'd like to go vegetarian, uh, if not flexitarian. Um, I'm interested in learning more about the other parts of the, the farming process. Like I, I don't really think, I know there's a lot of shit that comes through dairy and vegetarians can eat dairy. So I'm basically like, what I'd love to do is get to like the most bare bones, flexitarian, vegetarian flexitarians, like the occasionally they'll fucking eat meat or whatever. So I'm, I trying the best way to, to succeed when you're setting a goal is to be honest with yourself and to set a proper foothold in before you take another step. Cause you try too much. I think that I've, you know, I've had trainers and stuff like this talk about it before in, in different contexts, but the whole idea is like, you want to take, when you take in a step, you lift one foot and you make sure it's planted down before you lift the other foot. You lift both foot at the same time you fall. It's just that simple. So that's why I've broken down my resolutions into uh, quarters because I'm looking to lift one foot and then have it firmly planted before I lift the next foot and so on and so forth. 
So, um, for me, my struggles is convenience. Um, so my first one, as I told you guys before is, uh, first quarter. So January, February, March, um, no drive through, no fast food. Now I quantify fast food as in effect effectively the places that have drive throughs All right. So for me, the no fast food is no Wendy's, no McDonald's, no A&W, no, you know, uh, Burger King or whatever. So if it's got a drive through no mas. However, my one exception, and I'm okay with this, is coffee. Coffee's a lot. If I want to drive through and get a McDonald's coffee, I'm going to do that. That's coffee. That's not the meat and the other shit. Coffee's not great, but there isn't a significant difference between the coffee at a restaurant like that, or drive through, sorry, and uh, coffee you make at home. Okay. So that's my one exception. So no drive through and no fast food. Okay. So effectively, none of the places that have, have drive throughs. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to wean out that list, but it doesn't matter because, um, month number two basically takes care of the vast majority of it. So, so my thing is like, I went to subway the other night because I was like, I don't normally go to subway. I find it expensive, you know, and for what you, what you pay and what you get are, are insane, but it's a place where you gotta go park. You gotta walk in. And it's, and it's, I would say with the vegetables on the sandwich, you're getting a relatively healthy meal. It's better for you than being like, oh, two Big Macs or not Big Macs, whatever, two McMuffins, uh, egg McMuffins for five bucks. Hey, let's do that. You know, it's, um, it's, it's basically what I'm trying to do because in order to be vegetarian, I'm going to have to force myself to make more food at home, right? Don't be so reliant on just going through a drive-thru. And while you can find vegetarian, op- vegetarian options, I'd, I'd like to make more meals at home. It's going to save me more money. It's going to make me healthier. Um, so that's the overall goal. So first things first, cutting out drive through and the overall fast food. So if I want to go out and have a meal at a restaurant, I can do that, but I'm not likely to go out to a restaurant and, um, you know, I'm not willing to, you know, effectively like, Oh, let's just go to subway. If I'm already at home, whatever, if I'm driving around, it's late at night, uh, you know, and I don't have anything at home. I, for the first three months, I can go to like a subway. I've even said to my buddy, Peter, like, um, I'm like five guys. He's like, well, what's the difference between five guys and McDonald's? Hey, great question. It's not a very big difference between, uh, a restaurant like that and a McDonald's per se. However, where I live, five guys is not particularly readily available. Um, so I, it's not like I can just jump in the car and five minutes later, I'm a five guys. I got to drive 15, 20 minutes to one. Um, on top of that, it's more expensive. So rather than getting something for five bucks and, you know, not having to cook, I would have to spend 15, 20 bucks and I'd have to drive 20 minutes. So now it's becoming more expensive and it's more, so it's, it's basically, um, a, I, I basically I'd have to be like, I don't have time or I don't have anything at home. And so I'm paying for it and I'm going inside and I'm ordering it. Like it's basically taking longer. So that whole convenience aspect of it, which is what drives me to a lot of the simple places, you know, pizzas and things like that is the fact that it's cheap and it's fast, right? I just go get it. It's down the street, boom. And I don't have to cook anything. And, you know, and I get that little dopamine fix from eating garbage, uh, and avoid whatever it is that's actually on my mind bothering me. So, uh, <laughs> quarter one, no drive through, no fast food, excluding, uh, coffee. So, um, and everyone's like, well, that doesn't sound super great. Let's let's first things first is I stopped driving out and getting drive through middle of the night, whatever. Right. Um, so not to say I was doing that a lot, but just, you get what I'm saying. No, no, you take it off a big convenience from the table. So if I want to go out and do something, it's going to take me, you know, 20, you know, I'm going to have to go in I'm going to have to order something. It's going to cost me more. 
that's that's rule number one. And of course, I'm still working on the list, but it doesn't matter because uh, quarter number two is no takeout. Um, and takeout is a big deal because that eliminates the subway. So now 10 minutes, you know, drive out to subway, spend 12 bucks on a sandwich. That's off the table. No takeout. All right. Um, I could, the, the, the rule that we're finagling around or whatever is the whole, well, could you go in and sit down and eat a sandwich? Yeah, I could. But again, I'm a lot less likely to do that. Um, I'm not interested in going out and, and doing subway and I might, I might fine tweak that to, to eliminate stuff like that altogether. But the reason I say no takeout is because I'm not crazy. Like people are still gonna be like, Hey, you want to go for dinner? There's nothing wrong with going for dinner socially with people, but I'm not going to like drive to a restaurant, sit down by myself and, and eat it. You know what I mean? Um, I think that the takeout part is like going somewhere and buying a pizza, you know what I mean? And bringing it home. But again, if friends want to go out and we want to go to a pizza place and sit down, that's not takeout. So I just, that's the fine, that's the fine tweak on the rules. Cause I'm not, I'm basically, like I said, I mean, if you go, oh, well in three months, I'm never going to have a meal out ever again. That's insanity that will happen. And that's the first way to fail is to start is to make a rule that you couldn't possibly stick to. So again, first quarter, no drive through, no fast food. So no McDonald's, um, no Tim Hortons drive through, like anything that has a drive through, no dice. So no Tim Hortons, um, all the, the quick and easy drive through shit off the table. It's going to make life a lot easier for me to actually cook something in the morning or bring a protein bar or something like that with me that, that eliminates the need for drive through and keeps more money in my pocket. Number two, no takeout. So it's so quarter number two, that's uh, January, February, March. That's uh, April, May, and June. Okay. That's no takeout. So no going to get a pizza late night, no, no driving a subway to grab a sandwich and go home or whatever. Like if you're going to eat, uh, you can, you got to sit down and eat. Now, again, this also makes room for something like if you're at a mall shopping and you want to get something at a food court, again, I would keep the fast food food court items like the McDonald's and W like those guys, those ones remain off the table. And now I can have something like a burrito or you know, maybe a healthier option at one of these food court places. So I can still eat out. It's just no like, oh, I'm going to go home. So let me grab something quick and easy here and I'll go eat it at home. If you're out all day, whatever, but I'm going to try to be leaning my, my actions and my, my stuff towards not, um, not taking it out. It's that if you need to eat now, okay, we'll eat now. If it's because you're going to, you're going to go home and you don't want to cook, then, then no takeout. Okay. So whatever I eat, I eat where it is. I don't bring home food with me. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's fucking uh, quarter number two for that one. And then quarter number three, no red meat. Okay. So basically what I'm trying to do with the no, no takeout and the no fast food, as well as the whole, you know, doing better and saving money is that if I want to eat something that I really enjoy, like a steak or a pizza or something like that, uh, buy it and, uh, and come home and make it Buy the ingredients or buy, you know, the, the grocery store versions, bring them home and eat and make them at home. It's cheaper and it takes effort on your part and maybe not a lot, but you know, and I, I understand some people might go, well, you're just sidestepping into sort of, yeah, maybe, but it's saving money and it's forcing me to cook at home just to get in the habit of making your own food because that's the important part to me. So after the no drive through and the no takeout is over, all right. It's, you're going to go out and eat fine. It's going to cost you more money. It's going to take you time. And the reason the sit down restaurant thing rule is in effect for, for, 
phase two is because if I'm going to go out and spend twenty thirty dollars and and be out for an hour, well, what's the difference between spending money and then spending that same hour at home cooking it, right? So that's the whole idea: is the convenience element is what I'm slowly removing from my my habits, so that I'm like, okay, well, you want to have a steak? Cool, go buy one and bring it home and cook it. You know what I mean? That's going to be my plan is cooking at home. So if I want stuff that, that I can't get out, well, if you stay home and you make yourself a breakfast sandwich, um, it's cheaper and you know, it's, it's not outside the rules and there's nothing wrong. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm still going to eat eggs and stuff. So I have no problem cooking myself a breakfast at home. It's buddy. It's better for me. It gets me in the habit of taking care of myself in terms of food. Not that I can't already, but you get what I'm saying. Phrase. So quarter three, no red meat. All right, going into the late, going into summer. All right, guys, barbecue season. I am taking red meat off the table. So no, still no takeout, still no, no fast food and red meats off. So burgers, adios, gone. I'm giving myself six months to enjoy the meats that I like to try. I might even try to go into and do like a little, uh, us tour uh, strictly just traveling to like, try the barbecues, try the Philly cheesesteaks, try the, what every place is famous for, try the Southern fried chicken, all that fun shit. Um, before I say goodbye to it. And I mean like for good, uh, for good. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm not a big fish guy. never have been. So when I take red meat off, I'm basically sticking with like maybe fish and chips, and the same rule applies, right? I got to sit down in a restaurant and, and eat it. So, um, fish, fish, like fish and chips. I've never been a salmon, salmon person. Uh, tuna is still on the table. I can make some tuna fish sandwiches and whatnot, but, um, chicken, chicken and tuna, you know, and, uh, and cod or bit or haddock, that kind of shit. And then finally guys, uh, October is going to roll around right before Halloween and, um, and no meat. That's it. Quarter four, being used to making most of my own foods and all that fun shit. Here, I like, like just the excitement in my voice is like, that's it. There's um, no red meat. And then one of the reasons, too, I actually gave myself a quarter with the, you know, two quarters of the, you know, this and that, and then no red meat is I've actually got a reasonable amount of meat in the house. So I just want to make sure that I get it used up. Reasonable amount is in just like, I've, I've got a couple steaks, frozen steaks. I've got a couple, you know, frozen uh, chicken breasts and things. So I just want to use up what I have and then, uh, and then that'll be it. I'm going to have to, and it gives me time to learn about what I'm going to need as alternatives and stuff like that. But uh, last quarter will be no meat. So this is vegetarian aspect. Okay. So cheese and eggs and all those things, those are not meat. They are not vegan by any means, but they are not meat. Um, and we'll see how we get through the year. Okay. That's my, my goal. And I'm actually going to get, um, I made up these things a while back when I was trying to do certain things, uh, like change little daily habits and stuff like that. I made up these like little cards, got them laminated just so I could stick one, like in the car ones on my, you know, like right next to my, my bed, uh, taped to the side of my desk. Just so I, I turn over, I see it. Like just, I put this, one of them's taped to the front of my desk when I'm sitting at the desk. One of them's across on the wall. Like just wherever you look, you just remind yourself these little things. You see them everywhere. It just makes that whole like, whoops. I, it was late. I was tired. I was hungry. I just drove through and I'm, Oh yeah, I have goals. You know what I mean? Obviously the longer it's gone, the, the more it becomes habit, but it's just, I don't want to make the mistake. I'm human. I'm also capable of having a couple drinks. It's late at night and somebody wants to fucking order a pizza or something like that. Or, or, Hey, you know, I went and got us McDonald's. Like that kind of shit happens. You're not thinking. And, uh, so that's it. I'm setting goals. I'm, I'm keeping myself on it. So that's it. First quarter, no drive through or fast food quarter. Number two, no takeout 
Quarter number three, no red meat. And finally, last quarter, no meat. That's it. That's my, uh, my 2020 resolutions. And amongst all of this, I will continue, uh, you know, doing all the other things I do. I want to say that I'm, uh, I'm a little bit proud of myself. Uh, I twice, almost three times, but I got up late today. I'm, you know, I'm excuses, excuses, but I, I really needed to get the podcast done today and I had to get some other shit done. I'm still sick. I, for the last two days I woke up first thing out of the gate was to go downstairs to the, uh, the little workout area we have room. Um, and, uh, and work out, do, uh, do half an hour on the elliptical. And I did that uh, two days in a row, come back up, have a shower, go down, make breakfast and, uh, and get on with my day today. I woke up, uh, I did breakfast first. I woke up late in the day too, like late in the day, like two or three o'clock, uh, late in the day breakfast came back up, uh, cough, 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 uh, cleaned all like my, my room has been a disaster just in terms of my desk for, for podcasts, a lot of paperwork and, and things from all of the traveling and shit like that just need to be put away. So, you know, yeah, I'm making excuses, but I didn't, I didn't get it in today. However, my plan is to do it as soon as the podcast is over. So, um, but having said that, I do want to say that while I've been, um, doing my elliptical and then, you know, beyond that too, laying in bed, sorry, you lay the paper crinkling, come on, off on it. You can get rid of that. Um, I was watching a documentary series. I brought it up to you guys before. There's a series that I rather enjoy called Rotten. It is on Netflix. So if you subscribe to Netflix or know someone who does, um, odds are you can access it very easily. It's just a matter of whether or not you want to watch it. And Rotten uh, has two seasons, but there's basically every episode is self-contained about a certain subject matter. Rotten is food-based for the most part. Uh, they do sort of, uh, in certain episodes, venture outside of the realm of food into more you know politics and things surrounding it. Um, or other elements of it, but, um, it, it's a great, great documentary series. Um, it's entertaining. It's not like, yeah, some documentaries are really boring. Um, and I think that, 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 uh, I think that we found a lot of, a lot of documentaries that kind of get the in, infotainment, um, level of documentary now. Now, always keep in mind when you're watching a documentary that usually there's a certain side that's skewed or whatever. Well, what I like is that, um, they don't seem to pick one aspect of the food and then just make the whole episode about that. They really do seem to go into a bunch of different, um, aspects of the food item that they've decided to showcase. So, um, the very first episode I, I watched was about honey. Um, they talk about like honey and then the fake honeys in the world and then bees themselves and how bees have been affected by a lot of things in, in cultures, uh, different, you know, how they, uh, the, the, all of the big needs for uh, almonds, right. With all the almond milk demand and all the almond products and stuff like that, like almonds are at an all time high for demand. Um, and they need bees to pollinate them. So, uh, like beekeepers who have nothing to do, you know, with their, with their colonies at certain parts of the year, will actually bring them down to California and, and, you know, lease out their bee colonies, uh, to help pollinate the, the olive places, however, olive, almond, almond, in case I said all of the whole time, almond, uh, blooms and whatnot in California, but then there's, there's crime and shit like that, that happens with that. It's actually like, it's, it's very fascinating, but it basically talks about uh food element and then like kind of everything surrounding it. And, and I'd already watched the, the what do you call it? Uh, the early ones before, and I didn't even mention them to you guys, but this week I watched the one on, uh, edibles. So how, um, edibles are quickly becoming very, very popular in the food place, the uh, food marketplace. But, um, you know, all the different rules, like it shows Amsterdam. So all the new places that are doing edible stuff. Well, Amsterdam has been one of the early adopters of, of course, marijuana being legal. However, um, there's their rules for edibles and things like that are, are very, very, you know, behind and whatnot. 
Um, listen, the, the, the edibles episode is incredible. Very, very fascinating. Just learn a lot. And then the, another one I watched was the one on milk and the milk industry. And of course the raw milk, uh, industry, uh, which, you know, some people swear by, but there's a lot of shit involved with it. But anyways, um, if you're just interested in learning something, being entertained, like I'm big on guys, if you're listening to this podcast, I would hope that you're the kind of person who's like, I'd like to learn a little bit more. Not saying that my podcast is the fucking one where you think, but overall, like I'm a fucking idiot. And if my brain is like, Hey, I should learn new things. I'm hoping that you guys are already way beyond me. And you're like, you know what? Like, I hope you're smart people. And every time you think about doing something that's not smart, you listen to my podcast to go, what does a stupid person do again? Okay. That guy. All right. Let's not be like him. So if I'm saying, listen, you should learn a little something, learn a little something. Okay. Just, just be aware of the things that you're putting in your body. And of course, these are the sort of things where I don't watch one thing and go, okay, that's totally my view on stuff now. But like I said before about like, I'm not saying veganism or, or not, you know, meat is horrible for you, but the whole truth, like I said, about my own view is that it's obvious you don't need meat to survive. You don't. And so to make something else die for something you don't need. Okay. It's a want. It's not a need. Any argument besides that is just simply incorrect. It's not a need. It's a want that it's not necessary. So I go, I don't want something else to die because I want something to me. That's, that's not fair. I'm trying to be a, as good a person as I can, as a fair person to the world as possible. Um, I don't think anyone, anything should die because I want it because I want something. All right. Anyways, that is rotten. Rotten's got lots of food stuff. Well, the same people who made the, sh the show rotten have got another uh, program on Netflix called broken. And broken is more about products than it is about, um, food. So rotten, bad food, broken, bad products. Get it, get it, get it. All righty. So, um, two episodes I watched, I actually watched the plastic one today while I was cleaning up. Uh, they got an episode on plastic about plastic bottles and recycling and all the things that we think we know about plastic. Now, if you don't know this already, there's an Island of garbage floating around in the ocean loaded with plastic, plastic, uh, garbage is everywhere all over the planet. It is a major problem. I knew that before it's, I know more about that major problem. Now I'm actually going to actually try to get myself involved, um, in being part of the solution just personally in terms of not using the, uh, using as little single use plastics as possible. I, I don't think I'm going to be, if you don't forget my coffee out, I don't think I'm going to be getting my coffee in, uh, you know, a cup because it's garbage. It's creating garbage, single use lids and all this stuff and things that you can't, a lot of people think you can recycle plastics. The, this episode shows you that like in their big list of all the different recyclables, uh, there's only like 30% of the stuff that's actually recyclable. Everyone else thinks that the stuff they're throwing in their recycling bin is all going to get reused. Um, it's all in this, the, the companies that make plastic are actually actively, actively fighting against environmental positive tra uh, trends. Um, there's a portion of one of the episodes where they talk about, um, one of the episodes, the only episode on plastic, uh, where they talk about how a small community, uh, had their local, uh, government ban the use of plastic bags, ban straight up, not like paper plastic, you have to choose or whatever, but straight up ban plastic bags, huge win for the environment, huge uh, win for the community. Basically it doesn't put a place out of business. Just bring your own bags. You're not allowed to use bags. Well, the, they paid big lawyers and the big lawyers, uh, found something in the law that says you're not allowed to, uh, place bans on containers. And then these lawyers argued that the bags are containers. They're not, you know, they're not, it's not a bag. It's a container for the products and therefore blah, blah, blah. And they came in and they had it overturned. They had it overturned by the Supreme court. So the, and the people who paid for that was the, the plastic companies, the, the petrol companies. So 
that's the thing. Like you, it's not just like, Hey, we got to find solutions. It's like, we got to find solutions. And then the cocksuckers who are actually making the products that they want to sell, um, they, they, you have to make it so that, you know, uh, they will, will act like it's, it's our dollars. Basically everyone thinks that someone else has got to come up with a solution. But at the end of the day, like if you stop buying their stuff, they're not making any money off it. There's no point of them making something that they can't sell because then they lose money and they don't like doing that. Um, it's funny enough too, because I know a lot of people, I would imagine a lot of people uh, are familiar with that old, uh, like, and this was in the episode as well, that old advertising campaign with the, the guy who throws the garbage on the side of the road. And then there's the native American standing there and he turns towards the camera and there's a tear coming down his eye because it's like, you know, some people love this world, this, this, this country. And some people disrespect that they treat it like garbage, whatever. And it's funny because like, that was like, oh, that, that awoke the, cons- the consumer, you know, there was like, a, there was a big awakening in, in society that was like, that made them realize like, we can't be treating our garbage like garbage and we have to be more responsible or whatever it is. And, and people started getting interested in recycling and things. Everywhere. It's like, oh, it had a great impact like this. However, it was very interesting uh, to see that the people who had paid for that advertisement were actually the manufacturers of the plastic. And it was brilliant what they did, uh, evil, but, but brilliant is what they did was instead of having people think, oh, like this plastic is a problem, who's making the plastic? They basically made the public think, oh, it's our responsibility on how we deal with this plastic once we have it. Very, very interesting, very strategic. Uh, and this shit happens all the time, all the time. If you're one of those people who listen to my podcast, hey, listen, I appreciate every one of you. Every one of you onesies is an amazing human being to me. But some people out there, and, and one of, you know, some of you might be those people. Uh, what do you mean? Those people, um, is, uh, you might be the kind of people who think that the government is your friend. The big companies aren't doing anything wrong. Um, you got to understand how much goes into protecting these big companies money. They make money off selling you something to kill the planet. They don't give a fuck about the planet. Um, there's even a part of the episode that talked about how like these big companies got together and they, they agreed to make a thing and they gave $1 billion collectively. They gave $1 billion to go into, you know, environmental initiatives and things like that. People are like, wow, billion. That's great. These are companies. There's like, they named a bunch of the companies. One of the companies alone makes 60, I think it was a $68 billion a year. So uh, like a partial contribution that with, with a bunch of other companies all together, we made was like $1 billion once. Um, that's nothing. That's a drop in the bucket to them. And that's to make it look like, Hey, we're doing something good. Keep buying our shit. You know what I mean? If anything, that's, that's all, that's just a marketing thing. That's an advertisement that they paid for, you know, they look, we're the good guys. Don't worry. We're, we're on your side. No, you're not. And they said that the money went to in no way to getting rid of plastic or, or changing their manufacturing methods or anything like that. It just went to like how to manage it afterwards, which doesn't, you know, again, watching this episode with all the things that go on, doesn't really change anything. Um, recycling is not the answer to the problem. They even said it, it's, 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 it will be a part of solving things, but, but recycling isn't what's going to get rid of all the plastic that's constantly manufactured and made. Uh, they're still making more, um, and it doesn't go anywhere. That, and then it leads to what I was telling you guys about earlier. I, uh, I hinted at this was microplastics. Very, very interesting to me. 
microplastics, when the plastic's floating in the ocean and things like that, it starts to very slowly break down. Uh, it disintegrates, and I, disintegrates isn't the right word, but it, it breaks up and it turns little particles and things like that. And then uh, there was some chemical terms that I can't remember that basically this stuff goes, it goes small um, and it stinks. And it, to fish, it smells like food. It has a very similar look and smell to food. So fish eat it, little teeny fish, these little microplastics eat it. And then, you know, bigger fish eat the smaller fish, bigger fish eat the bigger fish. And then we eat those fish and these chemicals and these microplastics and all these are in that. And these chemical compounds, uh, get into us. And there's all these studies that show that they're affecting us. We don't even have all of the data yet. Um, data in terms, it's not like this, like some of the studies haven't come back and it's like, well, we don't know what it does. It's like, no, there's, there's bad effects from it, but all of this stuff is in the food again going back to meat consumption, right? If you don't eat fish, you don't get that. But, you know, uh, so eating sushi and all of these different things, all of these things, because there's so much plastic in the ocean, this is getting into the food. So we're not talking about ads in the ocean, the fish swim away from it. This, as far as the fish are concerned, there's this giant food supply. Okay. Keep that in mind. So they're actively eating the shit and then you're actively eating them and that shit transfers through. So big problem. Big problem for the fish carnivores. Okay. So fascinating, fascinating stuff. Watch the episode or put your head in the sand, but either choice, just realize that's what you're doing. Some people, they avoid watching and they go, that's ah, not a real thing. Okay. Well, it's dumb and you're stupid. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, but, but just, again, let's go back to a need or a want. Like there's nothing wrong with whatever choice you make in life. There's nothing wrong with it. Just, just always know that a, you made a choice and be aware of what choice you're making. You know, don't, don't tell yourself that you're not fucking, what, what, what am I? I make choices all the time and I'm aware of them. I try to make a little excuses, but honestly, at the end of the day, I know the choices that I make and what they lead to. And, uh, you won't hear me standing on a fucking soapbox pretending like I don't do that same shit, but that's why I'm setting goals, right? I'm trying not to be that fucking guy anymore. So, um, yeah, you watch the stuff and you hear the stuff they're talking about the plastics. You're like, holy fuck, this is, this is a real problem. The aliens can't come and kill us soon enough. Uh, and finally, the the last episode that I watched uh, this week about them. Now, this one I'm going to fucking go at because there's no, nobody likes coming at a big company more than me. All right. I like fucking holding the, the big corporation's feet to the fire because, you know, they're making all the money. They're putting shit in our, our, our houses and our stomachs and all of our things like that, you know, in our lives. So let's see uh, our bodies, I should have said, not stomachs. Josh, you eat everything? Uh, you know, you nibble here and there. Uh, but, uh, you know, coming at us, right? So this one here was like dressers and furnitures. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the reason being is like all of the the dressers that fall over and kill kids. And they were like coming out like Ikea furniture and cheap furniture. You get at Walmart and stuff like that. And this one, I was going to kind of like, I was kind of watching it. I was going to go watch it and go, okay, let's see. Let's see what these companies are doing. that are actively killing kids. <sighs> How funny is that? It's that you say actively killing kids and then take a little slurp break. That's right. Just sit with you. You go, these companies are actively killing children with their furniture. And this was one where I was like, all right, this is a little bit of a fucking reach housewives. Yeah. And I'm coming at you. Nothing better to do. Cause I'm telling you right now, busy people don't have time to, to, this is where we go back to accountability. All right. There is a severe lack of accountability. So there are kids who climb dressers. It's a thing that happens. Okay. And these kids are climbing dressers. And of course, at some point, the way weight and science works, um, 
you know, the, the weight is, is off balance and these dressers are falling over and yeah, times are killing kids. It's, and it's fucking horrible. That shouldn't happen. But I went in going like, let's see how this company is at fault. And, um, I'm going to give it to you two, well, not two ways, but I'm going to give it to you. What's there. I'm going to, I'm going to be fair about the information. I went in wanting to be like, this company's killing kids, you know, those evil bastards. And, um, to be honest with you, um, to an extent, there was like the only thing, this is the only thing I can say negative. <clears throat> so if kids were walking by these dressers and they were just, you know, something on them was faulty and it would just topple over out of nowhere onto to a kid and kill them. Hey, that's a thing. When they, when you watch these videos, like they show you some of, they don't show you a kid actually dying. A lot of them, it's like, you see the thing start to fall and it cuts away. And I'm like, I hope these were not footage of the actual, like, you know, the, the seconds before these kids were killed. but. You watch them and these are, these are kids crawling up unsupervised, crawling up dressers right up to the top, pulling the drawers out and then like trying to lay in the drawers, things like that. Then these things fall over and I'm going, look, I don't give a fuck how strong or sturdy, like these, you can't not watch your fucking kids. Like that's unbelievable to me. I'm not saying you have your eyes on them all the time because the, the way that these women were, were coming at the companies were like, you know, they, like, like this was the one thing that Ikea had done wrong. Okay. And I'm never going to bats for the big companies, but they had like this, the, uh, a safety standard for something like, you know, um, they, they have this safety standard where, where you have to be able to put the top drawer has to be open and has to be able to hold 50 pounds and not topple over for safety reasons. Okay. That's their job. And they, they had, uh, one of their brands did not meet that, that safety. And they, they knew it didn't meet it and they put it anyway. Okay. That's on them. However, how idiot proof do you have to make shit? 50 pounds. So what they're saying is that my kids should be able to climb this dresser, pull the drawer out and dangle from it. And if he weighs less than 50 pounds, it shouldn't topple over on him. And if it topples over, that's your fault furniture company or whatever. Like imagine all the shit in your house that you have that under the right circumstances, if someone like imagine TVs, okay, so TV shouldn't be on stands anymore because a TV, you can walk right up to it. A kid can step, take one step up onto the little entertainment, you know, whatever, grab the top of it, hang from it. And then the TV falls over on them. Well, that's the TV's fault now because it can't hold up a 50 pound kid because kids might climb it. Come on. What the fuck is wrong with people at this point that you can't be accountable Watch your kid. And if you didn't watch your kid and he climbed on something and he hurt himself, you know, like, oh, it's the play structures. My, it shouldn't have been able to be climbed eight feet tall because my kid climbed all the way up and then he let go and fell on his head. Like you weren't watching him. Do you know what I mean? Like that's at what point do people start actually taking accountability for their shit again? All right. Like that's the biggest thing for me is the fact that they were like, well, in this subpar thing, you know, had it been done safe. Well, guess what? Things that are safe are still going to be able to fall over kids. If you pull on, it. it's called physics. You climb something that's, that's not attached to whatever. And, and they go, oh, well, that's, and there's another thing too, that they prove that, that, that Ikea ships. I'm sure a lot of you who've built an Ikea piece of furniture have seen those little things where they actually tell you to strap it to the wall. Here's the piece. You screw this to the wall and it can't fall over. It's an anchor. They did a study and they said that like, it was something like 23 or 27% of people actually do that. So again, that's people actively not following instructions and then turn around and they want to sue the company. Um, I think 
honestly, I think that 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 is absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that these mothers were like, this company knew that it could topple over. Yeah, you knew it could topple over. You knew it. And you didn't watch your fucking kids. I, I just, I, I think that there's, and I think things like that are what make people not believe the other shit, the actual important shit. When someone's like, Hey, this company's doing this. Yeah, sure. It's just, you don't want to do this or that. I, I, and I'd love for you guys to come at me and tell me your thoughts, because I'm not saying that I, I always understand or think every possible scenario, but tell me under what, like, like you take the dressers outside. You mean to tell me that anything happens in your home to your kid and your first thought should be like, how should I blame some other company for this? Like, what could the, what could that company have done differently? Like my thoughts are, <clears throat> if your kid gets a hold of a knife in your home and, and cuts himself, you know, stabs himself or whatever. And you're like, oh, but this company, you know, they had subpar knives that had bad handle gauge. Okay. So if your kid kills himself with a hankle, then it's good because it's a quality knife. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? That's the part that, that blows my mind. Like the point where you can't go, oh my God, I didn't watch my kid and he killed himself. You know, he didn't know what he was doing and my kid's dead because I wasn't paying attention. You know, the amount that people will go, like that's what happened. Had you been watching him, the second you saw him grab that first drawer and start climbing the thing, you'd have stopped him. You didn't watch your kid and I swear to God, I know it's fucking horrible, but your kid's dead because you weren't watching him. You know, like that's, that's, uh, that's uh, crazy. It sucks. It's awful. Uh, these things happen, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you're worried about something falling over your kid, put patent on everything, you know, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Secure it to the wall, right? We put plugs in, in, you know, the, the, the electrical sockets so that they can't just run up and touch things. Well, we need to do, oh, this plastic was subpar because my kid was able to pull it out and then touch it anyways. It's the plastic plug company's fault. Jesus Christ, like watch your fucking kids. You know, these are, these are protections, but it's still on you, man. This is, makes your job slightly easier. Maybe buys you a couple minutes, but yeah, it sucks. I know how much that sucks for a parent to lose a kid, but for Christ's sakes to turn around. Cause you know, what happens is when you develop that mentality that it's not my fault, it's this company's fault. They made a bad product. You know, it's like, okay, so that means you don't have anything to learn what you do is you buy a better product and then you can leave your kid alone with a new dresser. Like that's, that's your mentality is that now he can climb, now he can climb the new one and dangle from the top of it. Cause he's only 47.5 pounds, you know, but then did you screw the screw in tight enough on that side drawer or does the, the track pop off because the kid's dangling on that one side and you did a bad job of screwing in the screw. So now the drawer pops off and oh, now this time your, your lawsuit is about better screws or, or a more, more understandable screw for, for consumers so that they, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. It's just, I, I, I can't fucking believe it. I, I really can't. <clears throat> Sorry. Ooh, am I getting an email? Ooh, I won't say their name because I'm giving them a free plug, but yeah, looks like there's some savings to be had. Back to my consumerism. So, anyways, watch that shit. Um, I will. Uh, I will tell you guys this. Look with us for filling an hour with my bitching, huh? Back to me just talking. Um, and again, I do welcome a different perspective because I've listened to podcasts too with friends of mine and whatnot, where they're just ranting about something, and I'm listening to them going like, "You're so unfair in this situation to that that thing." You know, like I listen to old people bitch about like Apple and stuff. Let's okay. Let me, you know, I got, there's two other things I was going to talk about, but I, uh, they're not that, that a good in fires. I'm concerned, maybe mildly interesting. Yeah, uh, maybe, you know what? Maybe we'll just do it all in this episode. I got to say something for next week. I don't feel like there's going to be a lot going on this week that I'll have for you next week, but, um, old people 
love to say that Apple, uh, or, or they say all, you know, all companies, cause they don't understand it. So it's easier to just go, I don't understand and I'm confused. So it's evil. That's another reason why people don't give, you know, uh, clout to things that people are saying about, Hey, this is a thing. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You think that about everything, grandma or grandpa. Let's get, let's get the guys in here. Let's give guys shit too. Um, it's so funny too, because it, like you actually see in the interview with the, the dresser thing, you would see like a husband and wife sitting at a table and the woman is doing all the talking. Like the guy's just sitting there with his head down like, eh, fuck. And another thing, cause I, my children, we have 17 children. It's like, oh, okay, well you can afford to lose one. Let's be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, and then, then they get, and then they get millions of dollars from Ikea, by the way, they did get millions of dollars. So, so it's not about the money. Um, I'm sure, but I, uh, I'm looking at this, uh, you're sitting in your kitchen and, uh, I gotta tell you, that's gotta be at least 30, 40 feet to that back window, uh, which does look like it's elevated up over the ground. You got a nice big lookout over a cliff, uh, in your new kitchen. That's a huge, that's gonna be at least, whoa, it's a, it's a 500 square foot kitchen. That's a, it's a nice, it's not about the money, but I mean, you definitely used it. Anyways, uh, that's a different thing. Don't come at me for that. <laughs> but, um, I think people get upset about the technology thing. Um, cause remember it's all dollars and cents, right? A lot of people are thinking that these companies, um, actively, actively say to their, their employees, Hey, go down to the laboratory or the research and development center, whatever the fuck they call it. And immediately start designing software to make the last thing obsolete. Like that's not what happens just for the record. People say, Oh, Apple builds in you know, automatic, uh, you know, they, they, they build in software that makes your battery not work. But well, guess what? Batteries degrade over time and your phone is something that you use a lot of the day, every day. So anything that you use the batteries and you know what happens to a regular battery, uh, when you put it in a remote control and you use it occasionally, it lasts a while. Do you know what happens when you put batteries in something that you use all day? They die. That's how batteries work. Um, <clears throat> so people are like, oh, my battery, they make your battery not work for more than two years. That's not true. It just doesn't last that long. People also don't realize that in a phone or an iPad or anything like that in these new laptops, um, the real estate, the, the amount of real estate that's in them matters so much because the phone is only so big. So every processor, every battery, every camera, every piece of equipment that goes into that phone, the size of the screen, all that stuff, everything that they design in a phone, and this is true of the other companies as well, um, it has to make sense for that to go in there. So you want a bigger battery life. Well, guess what? If we're gonna make the battery bigger, what doesn't go into the phone now to make use of that space? Do you know what I mean? Like, like what are you sacrificing? So, um, the big thing too, in general is that now that these phones are creating apps for, for new developers and stuff like that, like it's like when you build an engine, okay. So when I'm talking about processors, it's like your phone's engine. When you build an engine, a lot of people go, well, how far you know, think of it like cars, like how far can we push this engine to its limits? All right. Well, that's what app developers do. App developers go, all right, well, we want to build an app and what, what's the most we can do with this app to push the current technology to its limits, whether it's cameras or whatever the hell it is. Like, you know, something like uh, Snapchat where it's like, okay, we're going to use the, the camera filters and all these other things and this and that, like you're pushing the capabilities of the market to its limits to go, okay, well now the app uh, requires, you know, this much usage or whatever. So you, you update your, your apps and things like that. Okay. You got to keep the apps updated. Like my dad used to be like, Hey, you know, this, this, uh, the phone's got built in obsolescence. It's like, it's not, it's just that the engine in an iPhone five, you know, is going to be better than an engine in an iPhone four, but 
that iPhone four is still using the exact same app, the, you know, the, the Netflix app or the Facebook app or whatever. And when those apps create updates for the apps, they get stronger and they ask for more from the engine of your phone. Well, then your phone needs an update to try to make the, whatever's, you know, the, the most current stuff try to work is better. But at some point that engine just can't run the thing anymore. It's not that it was told to be obsolete by the company. It's just that that engine can't handle the update. So it's, it's this constant, I don't want to say it's a race, but the idea is that the phone companies will put out out a better phone with a better engine. Then all the apps go, okay, well, now that we've got this ability, let's push that to its limits. You know what I mean? Or let's like a new phone comes out. So then the, the, the apps go, okay, well, we need to make an update to work with these new phones. So they update the, the app to work optimally is the word that they use optimization to work optimally with the current st- standards and settings. So it's like, okay, well now these are out here and it's, it's up to here. Let's make our app work with the, the best capabilities of the phones right now. And the reason being people will go, well, why don't they just leave it alone? If it's working, the new phones will still run the old stuff. Well, here's how business works. Everybody wants the newest and the best and the shiniest. And I'm not referring to the phones. I'm referring to the capabilities of the phone. So like the new apps that come out, right? So if you want to be the newest and the best, you got to keep up with everybody else. So the, the engines of the phones get a little stronger. The apps try to be making use of the most of that and they get right to the limits to the point where, where everyone's trying to maximize something. This is, this is the best we can get to with this engine. So now the phone companies have to make a better engine, right? We're going to put in a new engine. Okay. Well, Now the apps push right up against that wall again. Okay. What's the best we can do with that engine? The only thing is four or five engines ago can't keep up with the new stuff. So the demand on those engines is a lot taxing. What happens? They start to run slower. The battery life is used up more trying to manage all of these different, you know, processes and things like that. So it's not that your phone is built to fail. It's that technology and applications are developing so fast and everybody wants to be as cutting edge as possible. You know, again, it's not like cutting edge, like, oh, let's just make it better for the sake of making it better. It's that you're trying to make a product that's going to be the, the, not the best for the, I hope you're getting what I'm trying to say. It's not the best for the sake of being the best, but it's like, if I develop an app, I don't want to develop an app that just kind of works. It's like, what's the best I can make this app based on the engine. It's like the same with video game consoles. What's the best looking game I can make But before the best a system could do was super Mario brothers, pixels and hopping. And then you was like, and then literally they doubled the amount of bits from eight to 16. And then you got super Mario world. You're like, wow, look how much better this looks. Yeah. Cause you're, you, you could have just put regular bullshit on a super Nintendo but it's not going to look like that. No one's going to want to play that game, right? But it's a good game. We made it. It works, right? It's still, it's still just the same as the old one. It works just as well. Yeah, but it's you're not making use of what you can do now. We've created better technology, so now everyone's making the better things for that. So you look at a Super Nintendo, yeah, it still works. But, you know, and it's funny now because now people are playing like those kind of games on a, on a mobile phone and then and shit, fuck their stuff that looks way better on a mobile phone than super Nintendo's and Sega Genesis and Nintendo 64's and all that stuff. Like we've come a long way, but my point is, is that the reason they make new consoles is not just so they can get your money. It's that people are demanding better, right? Grand Theft Auto five came out for the 360, and that pushed the limits of the system's capability. Same with the PS three. It pushed the limits of those systems, but then three months later, not even Xbox one PlayStation four came out. Okay. And then they re-released it with better engine, better graphics, better detailing, things like that, because the systems hardware could do it. A lot of games got remakes with the new systems because now they can actually process and render things better, nicer. That's why there's, that's why there's, they actually have different model levels 
of these things now. Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 Pro. These are powerful machines that have different levels of what they can process. And the whole idea is the end result is what you get to look at. However, that's not the be all and end all, but the game companies want to make the best looking games. Why? Because they can sell them. If it looks the best and it pushes the limits of what you have, it's going to look amazing because we have this system. But now we want we want even better than that. You can do better. Well, yeah, but you're going to need a more powerful machine. Cool. Okay, give me the more powerful machine. That's not that's not the PlayStation building in its own obsolescence. That's the people who are developing the software for going, we want to push the limits of what we can do. Let's make the best thing possible. And then when you get right up against that wall and people are like, is this the best we can do? Is this the best we can do? Well, people, another system is going to give a more powerful engine. So we got to make a more powerful engine too. And then people could start developing for that engine. It's slower in consoles because everyone doesn't have a video game console. I mean, phone aside, but I'm saying you don't have a PlayStation in your pocket, you know, or, or some of those PS4 pros, but that's not the same engine. But if you had a PlayStation, the level of technology that a PlayStation pro has in your pocket that you were using all day, every day, the amount of people developing software for it, everyone was going to want to be the best put out the best product. Why? So they get your money. Well, that's how it happens with apps and phones. It's not a company going, yeah, we want it. We want to make a product that's going to destroy itself. So you have to buy a new one. That's, I know that sounds like a motive, but unfortunately it's not because if that was true, people would find out it would be absolute fact, which it is not. It is only claimed so far, right? It's not a fact. It's what people like to think because they don't like buying a new expensive phone. Hey, fuck, I get it. But it's the most expensive tool. It is the most important tool that you have on you at all times, your phone. The amount of shit you can do with your phone is un unfucking believable It's unprecedented. You know what I mean? It's un like, imagine just leaving the house and not having your phone. I can get to my bank. I can take pictures. I can, uh, like, I can, everything, everything. I can book a hotel across the world from my phone. I can buy shit online. Like it's every, you can do anything with it. It's unbelievable. But the idea is that because of all those things you can do with it, there's constantly people asking for its, its capabilities to be expedited all the time, get better, get stronger, you know, because the apps are now going, well, we would do this with our app, but it's not powerful enough. All we can't, the machines aren't powerful enough to do all the things we want to do with this app. Cool. Let's make a new machine. Great. Let's press up against that wall. You get it, folks? That's that's what basically what I'm going to add. All the other stuff I was going to talk about, I don't think I uh, I have time for it now, but that's my point. Your phone isn't built in obsolescence. It's it makes a machine, and then and then everyone who's developing shit for it pushes it to its limits with those capabilities. Well, guess what? You can't just sit around and go, well, that's that's what it is, guys. Let's just wait five years and we'll put another one. Your competitors will go. You guys want more powerful? We'll make it. And then what happens? All those people who wanted more powerful, they're going to buy that product. So that product's now the one that can run all the stronger apps. It takes the entire market. It's not the companies that make it this way. It's our consumerism. I want the most powerful. I want the fastest, not just because it's the most powerful fastest, but that's the one that you can get everything on. So it's a game of just, you know, it's, it's leapfrog. It's like criminals and cops, right? And they, they find the new way to prevent it. And then the criminals find a new way. And then the cops find a new way of cracking down. And it's just, that's all it is. Machine, <laughs> machine, app developers, machine, app developers, machine, app developers. That's it. And you're part of that leapfrog. I'm part of it too, but it's not the companies that are just, yeah, that's the, that's the thing, you know, grandpa, whatever it is. It's, it's not them going, let's go downstairs and find a way to make our own product self-destruct. It's let's make the best thing that we can right now. And then by the time 
they've already maxed out its capabilities next year. We'll have to have a stronger one. So they put one out and they go, okay, how do we make what we just made stronger? Cause we know we're going to need it. That's what's happening. All right. If anyone has any questions, contact at one man That's my motherfucking email address. You know, I'll read it on the air. Or if you want to come at me for any of the other stuff I said, um, you know me, I'll run my mouth and, uh, and I'll read your emails. So, um, I'll tell you guys about the other shit I was doing another time. We we're getting close to the hour mark, uh, coming up for me. So as I mentioned, no, uh, DK book this week, uh, probably be honestly a few episodes before I get back into the DK stuff. Reason being is I it's crunch time now for my album. So a reminder, um, next week I will be in, uh, Kingston, Ontario. There'll be another episode that comes out before that, but I got nothing going on this week. Shy of banging out my, uh, my, just my writing and trying to get the album tight, for the recording, which comes up in a couple of weeks, uh, terrifying, anxious, uh, can't wait to have it over. Um, but looking forward to it at the same time, um, absolute comedy in Kingston next week. That is the, should I have had it ready? Of course I should have, but in true Josh nature, I'm not ready for anything. Um, it is January 15th through the 18th. I will be in Kingston, Ontario at absolute comedy, AbsoluteComedy.ca to get your tickets for that. I will be running, you know, just basically dress rehearsal for the album. And then my week in Ottawa is the 21st through the 26th, uh, headlining at the Ottawa absolute comedy club. And I will be recording my album on the 24th and 25th. Um, which is the Friday and Saturday. There's two shows early and late, uh, both nights. And, uh, and that's what I got coming up. Um, I had a thing with my, with my aligners, my aligners have sliced the shit out of my tongue on the left side. Um, they don't seem to be working. Uh, they're moving my teeth, but the issue that I'm having is my two front teeth. One of them is hanging kind of lower than the other one. Um, they, when my, my, when my teeth were crooked, I got a chip out of one and they filed them so that they were like flat, you know? Um, so that like basically the, the chip, they fixed the chip. And because one of my teeth was behind the other one, they were kind of level. Well, now that the teeth are side by side, and it's pulled forward. It's actually kind of lifted up a little bit. And I've got the one tooth that kind of hangs down, um, below the other one. So when my, when my teeth were straightened and everything like that, I had this one little issue there. I was like, Hey, this tooth is kind of down below the other one. Can you do anything about it? I, they, I went in, they scanned it, took months before I got any aligners. I received my aligners. Um, and I was like, okay, great. Um, this, this, they like look and looking at the projections. It's like, okay, great. It's going to straighten my, my, my tooth. Like it'll pull the one down and lift the other one up. Um, that has not happened. I don't even really a little bit yet. Um, yeah. So, um, and it's moving my teeth back to the point where my bite, um, doesn't feel like it's, it's proper. Um, like I can't rest my teeth together where they're sitting comfortably. Like there's stuff that fits other teeth. So, and apparently that can cause headaches and shit like that. So I almost like want to let it go back to where it was before they tried the second treatment thing, because they're, they basically just moving my teeth backwards, uh, and sort of bringing them all together. So we'll see. I don't think my bite is proper right now. So, so far it's making them worse. And, uh, the plastic on them, like one of them didn't fit at all. Uh, didn't fit my teeth at all. They were just sort of popping off the sides. Now the bottom ones are just sort of popping off. So I think this, the second set of aligners that I received is actually pretty shitty. I might even like put them back in and, and, and kind of reverse I'll finish them, but then I might spend like three months reversing what this last set has done. Um, cause I kind of liked the, the way everything was before, um, before these were in. But like I said, if it's going to fuck up my bite, like my feet don't, my teeth don't rest comfortably together, uh, anymore. So but I'll let you know. I mean, it's not done yet. So, you know, it's like complaining halfway through a process, you know, 
getting work done in your car, body work done in your car. If you wait halfway and go, it doesn't look good. It's like, well, we had to strip a lot off. So yeah, it looks worse than it did when we started, but it's going to look better when it's done. So I'm going to finish it before I complain. But, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm loving how straight they made my teeth. I was really happy with them. I honestly, the way they were before I started this like second, that the thing that was supposed to correct the one thing has made a bunch of the, it hasn't corrected it and it's made other things worse. So I'm really not happy with it. Um, but I'll wait and see, I'll wait till it's done and see if, if it all comes together like it's supposed to. Otherwise I will actually start putting the aligners back in my mouth and, and f- bringing it back to where they were. Um, before I started the second treatment, cause I was happy with everything. I was just going to go get my tooth filed to fix everything, but they seemed to think like, oh, it's going to make it this way. My thought was why remove tooth, right? Cause you can't grow it back. So I'm like, why would I file a tooth down if this treatment's going to fix it on its own without having to get rid of tooth? Well, unfortunately that doesn't seem to be the case right now. And I'm over 50% of the way through this, this treatment portion. I don't think I've seen any, any movement. Hey, tahan the tooth. That's hanging down below the other one. I don't think I've seen any movement on that tooth whatsoever, but the other teeth are moving and it's fucking up my bite. So yeah. Mm. Caveat emptor, everybody caveat emptor. Um, so that's it. And, uh, and I mentioned, yeah, I did. I mentioned to you guys that I did the elliptical stuff. So I'm going to go do that, uh, now that I'm done, but, um, yeah, quick little that. I'll watch another one of those rotten things that I can bitch to you guys about next week. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. It's been a while since I got an email from anybody. Um, love to know what's going on with you. Challenge me on anything I said. Um, yeah, I, I love hearing from you guys. Um, appreciate all the time that you spend listening. Thank you. East coast onesies. You're still crushing it. You will rival my home province of Ontario. Thank you. My international listeners. I got Turkey and the, the UK and India listening this month. I've got, uh, uh, California's back into it. Uh, the, the South, uh, you know, Louisiana's listening this month. Thank you. Uh, Oregon and Michigan who are always listening. I appreciate, uh, BC's listening this month, which I love. Uh, I got Alberta, which I still think is Brett, Brett for Christ's sakes, you've listened this entire time. Send me an email, buddy. Um, if that is in fact you listening, uh, to, to just say hello, just let me know you're still with me, pal. Uh, you've been with us since the beginning. Um, you know, and all my other listeners, thank you uh, again, Mark Forster, a uh, good friend of mine. Who's, uh, who's always listening right here in Ottawa. Um, and all my other friends listening, uh, you know, I had some fun with, uh, with all my pals. I went to uh, my friend Mika's house, uh, him and his lovely wife. We played some more pandemic legacy. That was fun. Just, uh, just appreciate all you people who were in my life. Yeah. And Mel was like, Oh, I heard on your podcast that this and that. I didn't think she listened anymore, but apparently I still complain. And you know what? That's just what I do. All right. So if you're a part of this now, guys, you listen to my podcast, you know what I'm talking about. All right. I'm going to complain about shit. I don't like, and if you want me to talk about something different, send in some fucking requests, contact at one man podcast.com. Would love to hear what you got going on guys. I hope you have a great week. I hope you're staying warm wherever you are through this winter. Um, and, uh, you know what? I will talk to you guys again next week. I hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real The needle tears a hole The old familiar sting Try to kill it 
all away But I remember everything What have I become My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the end And you could have it all My empire of dirt Of thorns upon my liar's chair, full of broken thoughts, I cannot repair. Beneath the stains of time, the feelings disappear. You are someone else I am still right here What have I become My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away And you could have 